Hello, everyone, and welcome to Show Hoppers. Today, we're covering The Leftovers, Season 2, Episode 4, Orange Sticker, just like our logo, right, Kurt? It's not a sticker, though you can make it a sticker if you so choose to. You have my full permission and, and Mr. Sal's permission. That is my recommendation on how to share the podcast. There you go, yeah, make, make a sticker. Make an orange sticker and put it on your house. Even better. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're an elementary school teacher, this might be even better because they're younger, more impressionable minds. You know how teachers sometimes put stickers yep. on quizzes and tests? You don't do that, though. You don't put stickers. No, I don't do stickers. Yeah, see, that's not a good thing. But <laughs> Seniors in high school, do you think they want stickers? I Yeah, I, I know some teachers that gave st- stickers. Actually, they still do that seniors. I like a good sticker, okay? That's all I'm going to say. All right. A sticker is appreciated. Fair enough. Well, Not really. I'm, I'm teasing this you. This episode is called Orange Sticker. Yes. Yeah, uh, we were going to have spoilers for this episode and all episodes prior to this in The Leftovers, as well as most of season one of Lost uh, could potentially come up. We've been covering that on our other uh, podcast, so, which is still Showhopper. So I guess it's not a separate podcast. It's just the other show that we cover. So, Kurt. Awesome my, housekeeping. Housekeeping. What housekeeping? I just want to talk about where is um, where is my mind? That song. Okay. Um, I always forget the title of it. I always think it was like, you "What is it. my mind?" I know, I know that time I got it right. It's by the Pixies. I've learned it pretty well now because I've. You told me I had to learn the song. Not that I had to, but it's a lot better if I know the song. I caught it last week when it was mentioned. Yeah. I mentioned when it was showed, and I've. I, I've, I, there's a tactic behind it that I'll share with the listeners on how I've learned uh, learned the song so well. And the secret is, quite frankly, just every morning I listen to it once when I'm not like, getting ready. That's, that's about <laughs> it. So now now, now I recognize it to the point where if it comes if it comes up, I have immediate recollection of it. Yep. Even when it's a piano-only version. Yeah, I, I, will, I will immediately recognize it now. Not, yeah. not, the, not the world's best song. It's, it's an okay song. Well, I love this song. It's, it's an okay song. Maybe because I listen to it every day. <laughs> I've, yeah. I've, I've grown tired of it. I love it in context. I mean, Oh, it's I, good in context. I immediately think of The Leftovers and the last scene of Fight Club. So I, I just wanted to be noted that I've listened to the song every day, and I do not know what he's saying in more than half the lyrics. <laughs> Have you not like, gone on YouTube and watched the lyrics video? No, no, no. I'm okay without watching the lyrics video because I have no. Because he says like, "No, where is my my?" Well, I know he cuts he cuts him off at first, and he's like, you know, sings, yeah. and then he just then then it's a lot of like, I don't know what he's saying, and then he goes back to you know singing. I think maybe I was unclear or you misunderstood, but I don't think you need to memorize the song. I think no, oh no, yeah, I haven't. I don't plan on it. It's just, just when the tune comes, I will immediately recognize the tune. That's that's, that's all I need. I that's where I want you to be. And this is this is weird because it's not in this episode. It isn't. I was very disappointed. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm so, I'm so heavily trained. I've, I've been <laughs> trained. I know. I'm, I'm really disappointed. And there's no mention of Australia in this episode. Yeah, it, it's like... It's like if you if you're going on a camping trip with friends and you wanted to impress everyone and so you decided to become a master of starting a fire without any sort of help and then you get there and everyone has a lighter and someone just light the fire before you can you show them your cool trick. You know, I I got all ready, you know, to to see it coming and then sadly I could not because there was there or maybe I missed it, but 
seems no, like I, you said it too. I don't. I don't think there's any. I don't think that song's in this episode, and I don't think there's any mention of Australia in this episode. Very, very sad day. Also, yeah, yeah no, no Dean, no twins, and no Amy, which I will bring up every episode. Oh, I see them. I'm sorry. Yeah. By the way, I, I I misled you there as well. So, I think I mentioned that. What, what was the twins, Dean and Amy, right? Yeah, out of those three groups, one would. One one's gonna be in two two more episodes. Oh, okay. Oh, you so see I think the... I told you one would be in one more episode. Yeah. So. Okay, so once I see the person, I know they will come out. So I, now you just you spilled so much of the series now, Mister Fox. Now I will know that individual individual cannot die until I see them again. Well, no, maybe not. Maybe it would be a flashback. Interesting. Um. It'll be a flashback. I take that back. Okay. Yeah, they do flashbacks. So <laughs> they do have time fluidity in the series. Yep, so. They do. so and my other question, yeah, which is just right, right as the episode started, was, you know, what was an Evie's gift? <laughs> so oh, I noted that down. I was and... gonna ask you if, if you if you have uh, any hypothesis about that because it does come back up. This is the first time we've seen it since episode one. That little gift that Evie gives her dad, and uh, then disappears. So I was I was wondering if you had any guesses about that. Now I really wish he'd open the gift by now. Because what if it is like, by the way, I'm running away with me and my friends. To, uh, like I don't know where they're running away, but just like just why not open it? I uh, it's a good it's a good good question. It's a good point. And, and I, I have th- no clue what could be in it though. Honestly, no. I think you're gonna get some satisfaction uh, as to why he hasn't opened it yet. So, okay, uh, but it's not coming right away. Okay, I, I'm used to that. I've watched Lost. Okay, so I I definitely think that you liked this episode better than Axis Monday, uh, episode, which was episode one. Okay, we're going back now. Okay, so I don't think there's. I don't think that you liked it as much as you liked episode two, the, the matter of geography. A hard, hard thing to top, hard act to follow. I mean, you gave that a 10 out of 10. That's I, from, coming from you. That's, that's saying a lot. It's not saying as much coming from me. So <laughs> <laughs> I was given more than like half the episodes at 10. I have. Throwing them willy nilly. You have a 10. You there have a 10. Everyone has a 10. <laughs> I am. I'm like the Oprah of 10s for the long <laughs> Uh, so I don't think you gave it a 10, but I definitely think you liked it better than Axis Mondays, which that, that you gave a seven. So, so that puts us on eight and nine here, uh, which eight, I think if I'm remembering correctly is what you gave off ramp. It is what I gave off ramp. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now I, so you think I ran, if you like, are you going to get through elimination? Like. Only four things he could have rated. He's used three of them. He had to have used his nine. Well, I mean, I know you you can still go lower than seven. I don't think there's any chance you went lower than seven on this. Episode. Really? That, that would be shocking. Really? You... I, I, I might hang up on you right now and then do a podcast. With you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I I do think that you probably liked it better than Off Ramp. So I think you maybe gave this a nine. That's your final answer? That's my final answer. Spot on. Gave it a 9 yeah. out of 10. <laughs> that was a great analysis. Spot on. Yes. Uh, I don't I think you gave it a 10. You think I gave it a 10? Yeah, I don't know. I, um, I, I gave it a 9. <laughs> what? 
I did. Out of all the things you give a 9 and a 10, you gave this a 9? Really? Yeah. I guess you've seen the whole series, but... I, and I if, I think it's only because I've seen the whole series. And I I mean, I love this episode. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I mean, yeah, you gave it a 9. I, I love it. <laughs> but, um, but I gave it a 9. And I, quite honestly... I, I don't know. I, I very easily could have given it a 10. <laughs> I feel like you can. They're pretty interchangeable, I feel like, in your book. <laughs> when it comes to this and the no, leftovers. No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing you. Pretty clear delineate, delineation in my 9s and 10. I, like, uh, there's a definite gap between a 9 and a 10. But this, this one definitely blurs the line. And I think, I think maybe it's because I know... I, well, I mean, a matter of geography so is so good, and I don't think this is as good as a matter of geography. That's uh, true. Yeah, I also did not give it a ten. And I also know that there are. But I, I would disagree with in the sense that I don't think there's any episode in the series that meets up to matter of geography. Others tens. I, I, I think that matter of geography is the best episode of the series so far, but I think oh, okay. that, like Cairo isn't that far off. Okay, I agree with that. Um, Cairo's really good. It was very close to getting a ten. Yeah, very I close. I know uh, this this one though, but I also know that there are at least three, maybe four more episodes this season that I'm going to give a ten to, and I and I know that how many of those do you think are better? Yeah, and I know those are better than this one. How many of those do you think are better than Matter of Geography in your book, not mine? How many of the uh, one, two, at least three of them? Are better than a matter of geography. There's only six episodes left in the season. Yeah. You're saying half these episodes coming up. Yes. In your opinion, are better than what I thought is the best episode of the series. Yes. Wow. That is. I. Let's I, see if you break my scale, Mr. Sell. Let's see if I start giving out tens willy nilly like you do. I don't know. I mean, one of the one of the episodes that we have left to go this season. I won't tell you which one until after we've ranked it. But one of the episodes we have left in the season is pretty commonly by many people considered to be the best episode of television ever made. Wow. This is I mean this is some serious hype here. It's not every critic, it's but I've I've heard plenty of people that I know and respect who who do television criticism. Say that it is their favorite episode of television ever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not that's not a bad thing. That's definitely yeah. like, it's not a bad thing to say. Yeah, yeah. Some people say certain series are the best series in television history. Some people say The Wire. I've never seen it. Right. Breaking Bad. Or yeah. Sopranos. I don't know whatever else. Yep, I've heard some people say. It. I haven't heard too many people say The Sopranos. Me either, actually. <laughs> it's turned to my head. Wire. I hear all the time. Yeah. But so anyway. uh I, I do love this episode, but I just I can't put it on a level with what's coming or even a matter of geography. And I think that's the only reason why I give it a, a nine instead of a ten. And maybe talking about it, I'll I'll change my mind and bump it up to a ten. Um, I'm very. My last question on these upcoming tens. Yep. Is each ten better than the last of these three? Or no? Well, if I told you that. Okay, fine. Okay, that's it. Okay, I understand. Okay. Say no more. Okay. <laughs> All right, so uh, are you ready to get started? Yep. Okay. Uh, the first scene we, we see is Nora and Lily in bed, and the earthquake wakes them up. Now, this is, what, the third time we've seen this earthquake? 
Maybe when the other time. Yeah, the third time. The first, the first time we saw it from the Murphy's perspective. Yeah, I remember that. Right. The second time we saw it from Kevin's perspective. Oh, I forgot Kevin actually felt the earthquake. I just thought he woke up. He felt the earthquake, but he woke up as a result of the earthquake at the dry bottom of this water. Oh, I never realized. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. So I, I think the implication is that the earthquake is what caused the the water to drain from the lake or reservoir or whatever that thing is. Do you think do you think the cinder block was so heavy cuz we never actually see it in motion. Do you think that cinder block was so heavy that when it thumped the bottom of the like river, lake whatever have you, it caused the earthquake? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. But oh, I think it's not a bad show. And then it knocked all the water up in the air. It got yeah. evaporated or it went to the clouds. Made clouds. Mm, yeah no i don't i don't think so but i do think it's really interesting that in the fourth episode of the season this is the third perspective of this earthquake that we've gotten there's a lot of, a lot of time i already said time fluidity but there's a lot of that in this season already third episode i'll discount because it's nothing to do with this current plot which is fine it was a great episode nonetheless but, but it, the first but, three episodes yeah yeah you, but you're even even the tommy and Lori episode uh last week off ramp you're now, right it's still showed uh jill yeah every episode has shown uh, of co- uh, besides the first but the first i mean it's the first episode of the series you know I, you can't every subsequent episode has shown some time fluid like where we see a different part of time or a different parts perspective from events that we already know happen so what i'm what i think and i love that that's really good yeah. it, it really makes me know what's going on and i'm like oh it's an earthquake Yep. Now, you know, we see John and Mike going out to the car. I'm like, oh, I know what they're doing. Yeah. What, what I think is that those two or three days, were they three days that we saw? I guess it was only two days what? that we saw the Murphys in the first episode. Yeah, it's two, I think. Maybe we, three, but... We see those two days from Kevin and Nora's perspective. Uh, I would maintain that we probably see those two days from Lori and Tommy's perspective, although they had virtually nothing to do with what was going on. And no, I don't think we do, though. You don't think so? Well, you don't think the intention is that those two? Oh, days... well, maybe maybe it ends up on the same day, but we like because we saw Jill and Tommy have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dimer. I, I guess we also see Kevin. I guess I. I see what you mean, though. Like we see, yeah. we see. That, they probably end at the end of those two days. Yeah, I, I can exactly. that. Yeah. And and now we're seeing the the earthquake from Nora's perspective. So we're seeing the same time period from multiple perspectives in these first four episodes. And then only only now in this episode do we finally get everybody caught up and start moving forward in time. <laughs> Which. I think I, I love that. I think it's really cool. So, but anyway, Nora wakes up uh, because of the earthquake, and of course, the first thing that she notices is she can't find Kevin. Now, it's important for us to be able to check the fact that we know where Kevin is. He's at the bottom of a dry lake. Hmm. She doesn't know that, so it's immediate freakout territory for her. Earthquake and wake up, and her boyfriend is gone. Uh, she, she, you know, frantic. She she talks to Jill. She goes outside. 
uh, and she sees John and Michael leaving to, uh, to look for Evie. Uh, she tries to, oh, she, this is before she goes outside. She tries to stop the faucet and when, uh, that's when she sees uh, Michael and John leaving. Um, but then she eventually gets outside and Erica tells her that Nora, uh, tells Nora that Evie and her friends are gone. Mm-hmm. And Nora's face just sinks and, and, and she just ex- exclaims gone like, with a question mark and an exclamation mark. And as she's doing that, she sees a dog running by. So the, the conclusion that she's jumping to here that we can plainly see without them telling us is that there was another departure. We've got two people that she knows of, five people, that she, not five, four people that she knows of missing, and we've got dogs going crazy. I call this flashback feelers. Flashback feelers? Yeah. Right. Nora's feeling back when her family disappeared. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, it's it, it affects her so much so that when she goes inside, she just passes out. Yeah. <laughs> this is, uh, uh, I like this scene a lot. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't like seeing Nora in pain. It, very well done. Good, good work. <laughs> Yep. I like the upcoming scene as well when she wakes back up. Yep. Now, by the way, uh, I think it's worth remembering too. The last time Nora and Kevin were together, it it wasn't so good. You know that that's when Kevin uh, started pounding on the wall because he was so upset that nothing worked in the house and he was like yelling at everybody. Jill says, "You know, don't f this up," uh, and he does go back upstairs and make up with Nora at that point but the last time they were together before they made up right then they, they had a pretty big falling out uh-huh. yeah so uh and we can remember what nora's situation with her family was when they departed uh, and they had had a pretty big blowout right before the departure so you can really feel all this in nora's passing out and it makes a lot of sense that she just passes out but anyway when she wakes up she frantically tries to find out if the if there was another departure if it happened again she turns on the tv that doesn't work turns on the laptop no internet yet finally she picks up her phone and calls 911 and just comes out and asks, did it happen again? Are they gone again? Like it did, it, and the people on 911 don't really understand what she's talking about, but just at that moment, Kevin's in the door, and she drops the phone, rushes to hug him, so relieved, and then without saying anything, picks up Lily, goes upstairs, and leaves Kevin alone. Yeah. Which is fair enough, yeah. I think that's an acceptable response. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that she is clearly simultaneously relieved and very pissed off. Uh huh. But she can't be too pissed off because she knows that he walks in asleep. She knows. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just. I mean, you went through a lot of emotions right there. Yeah, uh, I. She knows that, but I. Th- I think she's very acceptable for what she did. Oh yeah, I do too. I do too. And then, of course, Patty 
<laughs> digs the knife into Kevin and says, I think you've got some explaining to do. <laughs> yeah. Which is which is exactly right. He's he's got some explaining to do uh to Nora, but uh I I love this that's the cold open. I love I love this opening because it, here is Nora who moved here to be safe. This is why she picked Jarden, why she picked Miracle, because she knew that she was afraid of a recurrence. She had just had that conversation with the people from MIT who were buying her house about the possibility of a recurrence, a second departure. Hmm. Almost immediately after, she moves to uh, the place where no departures happened. And almost as soon as she gets there, she she, uh, identifies that three girls have gone missing at the same time she can't find her boyfriend. And it's just absolutely devastating for her. I love it. I love it. (laughs) <laughs> it, it, it it's a good i i never made that connection uh before seeing the scene like i never it never went over my head of oh kevin went missing in this riverbed Nora's gonna wake up and worry the departure happened but it was, yeah it was a good it was good yeah i never made that connection either never, it never even crossed my mind what Nora would be thinking when she found out i i mean i i i should have made the connection that there was an earthquake it would wake her up but i guess i was just thinking you know she was sleeping. So she didn't know. Yeah. But yeah, it's very it's oh it's so good. Anyway. Okay. So after the cold open, after the uh, the opening credits here, uh Kevin starts looking for uh his phone and his cigarettes. Uh and he tells he tells Nora and Jill about the drained pond. He tells them about the car, and how he saw John and Michael. But he does not mention the cinder block. He's he's a very open man. He is. And he I think really that, changed to a new leaf. Oh yeah. Well, I think that I think he has identified in Jill and Nora two people who know the worst of him and the absolute worst of him and still love him anyway. Yet he can't tell them about the cinder block and he hasn't told them about Patty. About talking to Patty, I should think. Yeah, yeah, I've seen Not Patty. He has talked to Patty yet, but Patty talking to him. Yeah. He's not brought up Patty yet, yeah. No, so he hasn't brought up Patty or the cinder block. So there's something to this. Like He, he knows that he what he has told them and they still love him. And so to him... It is even worse that there was a cinder block around his ankle, and it's even worse that Patty, he sees Patty and she talks to him. Those things are even worse than the fact that he kidnapped her and took her to a cabin in the woods where she committed suicide and then he buried her body. Well, I, I think that's because I think they can believe of how they feel about the GR that Patty did kill herself, right? But when the second he says, by the way, I hear her talking to me. Yep. That's where you start sounding crazy, right? Like, that's the yes. that's the line of craziness. And same with the cinder block, right? Like, I think a cinder block to yourself. Kevin, us coming here must not be a good thing, right? Or, like, something's not right. And that's well, not what... Especially with the argument they just had the night before we went over, like, how Kevin kind of went off and it, went, it upset Nora. Yeah. And, you know, he... I can understand why he hid both of them. Compared I, 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 to the other I, things he gave up. 
why yep. those are crossing the line. Yep. Did um did you have an idea why he had a cinder block tied around his ankle? Uh, my. I mean, my main thought was just he did it to himself. Right. Maybe I mean, someone else did it to him. That's what it looks like, right? Yeah. It looks like an attempted suicide. I I wonder if it is. Uh, maybe it was that doctor. What doctor? Uh, Doctor Brian Goodhart. Oh, Doctor Goodhart. <laughs> yeah, we saw him in that you know by that riverbed in episode one. Yeah, we have. Still waiting for him to make a return. I noted his name down. <laughs> they said his name. Don't hold Perfect. your breath. <laughs> Why would they... <laughs> they better? They better myself. They don't. I will wreak havoc on the next ratings the oh, finale. Okay. It will pay dearly for what I've seen here. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, I guess that if we think about that as what it looks like, it looks like an attempted suicide. And he doesn't know what it is, so that's what it looks like to Kevin, too. I can totally understand why he wouldn't want to tell his family about that. Mm-hmm. Because to... to to admit that you attempted suicide would be in some way to admit that you would rather be dead than with them. Yeah. And so, and I don't, I don't think he wants to do that to them mm-hmm. uh, because I don't think he feels that. Yeah. Not conscious. Con- yeah. Conscious not- Kevin does not feel that way. Exactly. So, uh, so I can understand why he didn't tell them, but it is interesting that he, he does keep some secrets from them even though you know, they, in episode two, we tell each other everything. Uh, in episode uh, two, they also did tell each other. What's the best way to keep secrets, Mr. Sal? You act like you tell everything. Yeah, I guess so. And he does tell still some pretty crazy stuff. Like, okay. Yep. So Kevin wants to, he suggests calling the cops. Uh, but Nora <laughs> explains to him why. That would be a really bad idea. Oh, mm-hmm. you fell asleep. You woke up at the bottom of the lake. We're right next to the car that ha- that used to have the missing girls in it. Uh, yeah, you don't want... That's not a good look, Kev. <laughs> For, former cop, Kev. Yeah. So, uh, it wouldn't so be the first time he turned himself in. Was that? wouldn't be the first time he turned himself it, in. It would not be, although I don't think he... I don't believe... This, yeah, this isn't really him turning himself in. That's just him. Do you think that he believes he's responsible for anything? No. At least not yet. Okay. But no, I don't think he is. Does. You, you, I mean, you think he's responsible for no, I No, I don't think he feels he did. And I don't I don't think Kevin's responsible. Okay. I, I'm willing... I, I would not be surprised if there's an outside party that is responsible for both Kevin being in the river and for the disappearance oh but after this episode i am starting to wonder more and more if they really did depart but i will hold strong because i remember i've been tricked by series before i i had a hunch on something i stuck with that hunch and at the very end i faltered i was like now my hunch must have been wrong and you know what the hunch was right so i will stick to uh, this is one of those feelings my hunch has got to be right they did not depart your hunch is that they did not depart. No departures here, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, Nora also believes that. Man, look at that. She was part of the 
agency that dealt with fraudulent departures. If anyone's approaches. But Patty says she's yeah. dead. <laughs> What'd you say? I said she's dead. She sure is. There you go. Validate her opinion. Einstein, okay. Newton, they're all dead. Right. Well. <laughs> okay. No, I, I see. What you, yeah. Patty says. We'll, we'll get there. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll get there. So, uh, they Nora and Kevin go to. Okay, Nora. I'm sorry. Kevin gets recruited by. Uh, was this a park ranger? So yeah, some sort of yeah official to, to help the search party for the girls because his truck uh, can hook up a winch, I think. Yeah. Well, whatever. Anyway, but I don't know why they need him to hook up a winch. Like, I don't know why they don't have one? Yeah, I'll say like, surely, surely they have the resources. Yeah. Seeing like a tourist city like this, if you're a tourist city, you've got to be making like, boku bucks, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Charging people to come in. See how much those houses go for? Those taxes must be insane. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, okay. well, anyway, he gets recruited to go help with the search party, and Nora goes with him. Uh, they they go, and Nora decide. Nora tells him that he really should be searching for his phone this way. No, searching in the pond. By the way, this yeah. way, somebody finds it uh, before he does. He can say that he dropped it. While he was looking, yeah, that's suspiciously like good, good plan, Nora. Oh, yeah. good of a plan. If I, if I were Kevin, I would squint at Nora and be like, hmm. Well, it, yeah, seriously, like, <laughs> why are you so good at this? <laughs> why are you so good at covering up crimes? I admit it to my body. Where's yours? What I admit it to my body. Where's yeah. yours? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, but this is. A really another great illustration of Nora is just in this with him. Yeah, Nora's all in. Yeah, which is is amazing. I mean, she bought the house here, right? She just want to back down now. Last thing she needs is Kevin going to jail. <laughs> it's true. That is. True. I like to think Nora really does believe. Like, no, nah, he totally did something to those girls. But I really need Kevin right now. So I mean, she she says that she does not believe that. Yeah. yeah, yeah but... Later. People can lie, though. Yeah. Anyway, uh, on his way down to the pond, though, he sees Kevin sees his own handprint on the car. Yeah. yeah, this is not good. Oh, definitely not good. This, I will be amazed if this does not bite him in the butt at some point. <laughs> the way they show this, like, smoking gun-esque thing of, oh, there's a, paw, a palm print. All print exactly. That's the big thing. Cause I, I caught on to it just like John did. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. John gets yeah. he's like palm print. He's hypnotized by it, and I I wrote, "Does he suspect Isaac?" <laughs> Question mark. Good for you, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So uh, as soon as uh, he, while he's looking at his handprint on the card, he starts getting questioned by a ranger or some sort of law enforcement officer. Yeah, yeah, and. As he's getting questioned, he's getting grilled pretty hard. John, he's not passing either. By the way, <laughs> he's yeah. getting grilled hard, and he is—he's not passing the grilling. Not doing well. That's why it's getting hotter. The cop, you know, started at low heat. He's like, mm, I don't know. Let me get it to medium, and he's getting yeah. hotter and hotter. Exactly, exactly. But as soon as John speaks up and vouches for him and says he's my neighbor, it's—it's it's almost eerie how quickly the. 
officer just backs right off. Oh, okay, John. Yeah, oh well. No problem. Everybody's scared of John in this town. I love that so much. Oh. I'll burn down my house next. Yeah. From the from the Rangers to the minister at the church, everybody is scared of John. So uh, but John vouches for Kevin and they uh, he he takes Kevin with him to go look uh, down in in the pond. Okay. And he's looking for his phone. <laughs> he's looking for his phone, exactly. Yep. Uh, Nora, meanwhile, is going off in her own direction through the woods where she passes Matt, who's got a prayer circle going. And she doesn't look all that impressed with the prayer circle. No, no. <laughs> she just. There's something. So, in the prayer, what's the exact number? Uh, the 9,000. 261 I think or okay, 621 uh, so whatever. Matt's like we are part of the 9,261 people we are the miracle blah blah right he says yeah. that but he said that and I'm like are you though like you're yeah. not part of it like you you were not here like yep you yep. Under, like there's gatekeeping right and I I'm not really a big avid for gatekeeping things like you know some people are like oh you're not a true blank because you don't you know whatever I don't think you should gatekeep but this is a rare instance where I'm very pro gatekeeping. I don't think if I lived in Miracle and people start coming in like we are part of the nine thousand, like no, you're not. Like you weren't here. You were you were living over there in New York, Mapleton, and you came over here. Like in fact, I can move out of Miracle and I'm still part of the original, the OG nine thousand because I was there. Like that's yeah, true. Uh, you know, it's interesting though because there there is a theory about miracle that that number needs to be maintained oh is that why is that why the only amount of people in no so so for no it's not um explicitly stated okay it's it's like a people like fan theory so let's just think about about this kevin nora jill and lily come into town that's four extra people who are now residents of jordan Yes. Okay. Almost at the same time as Evie, her two friends disappear, and Isaac is out of town. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So that's four in and four out. Oh. Huh. So that's a fan theory. Just... That's a fan theory. Yeah. That's good. That's cool. Huh? I love these fan yeah. theories. These so great fan theories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's a fan theory, and that that is uh, maybe where Matt is coming from. And so I don't know when Matt got to to Miracle, and if anybody else left Miracle simultaneously. Uh-huh. But he could be part of the nine thousand two hundred sixty-one now. Okay, but I I'm still I'm still calling BS on Matt there though. I, yeah. I, I think when he's referring to that, he's referring to the the OG survivors. Yes. Which he is, sorry, Matt, not a part of. And if he tries passing it off like he is, like, we are the survivors. Like, no, 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 Matt. You, you are not. <laughs> you are not here. I, I totally agree. I'm, I'm with you 100%. That's cool. That is a cool theory. So. Yeah. I just wanted to note that. that. Yeah. I just, I just wanted to note that for this Matt scene because, like, come on, Matt. 
<laughs> trying to steal glory that ain't yours. I don't know why I call it glory, but I guess it kind of <laughs> is. Yeah, exactly. It's like stolen valor, but for a different thing. Yeah, you wish you were part of the the yeah. OG. Yeah, you wish, Matt. You wish. <laughs> well, back home, the the sink is acting up again, and Jill needs the sink because she's trying to. I think she's probably trying to warm up Lily's bottle or something, but. She needs that sink fixed. So Wait, she goes, what? Why not the micro? Oh, do like hot water? Yes. Yeah, you don't yeah. microwave. That uh, makes good sense. You don't microwave. Yeah. <laughs> it took me, it took me yeah. but, uh, a few seconds yeah. to realize that I'm like, hit it up. We mean, ah, yeah, I've done like a chip before. Yeah, exactly. Genius. So, Man, parenting teaches you a lot. Oh, boy, does it. That's a, too much for me. I'm going through school enough as it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway. Exactly. But. So she recruits Michael next door to help. Recruit. I like that's your word for <laughs> takes him under her wing. Mike, yeah. you're gonna go places. Come on, let me show you how you fix the sink. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, things get pretty serious pretty quick once Michael's over at the house fixing the sink. He does fix the sink, so good for him. Oh yeah, good work. <laughs> but but she does ask him why he's not out looking for sister these are also very awkward scenes <laughs> oh <laughs> really awkward are they are they gonna like have a thing that's my immediate thought that's what i that's what i thought would happen for well it definitely life. seems like they're trending in that direction right oh certainly but yeah. i wonder no uh but I, I mean i'm not gonna answer your question but it definitely seems like they're trending in that direction hmm. but she asks why he's not out looking for his sister and his response is she's not here anymore I wonder what happened in Virgil's thing. I feel like this is something good with Virgil. Oh, I'm glad you remember that. <laughs> I, by the way, they haven't said his name yet, but I say it later this episode. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm so, glad I remember Virgil. Dude, I, nonstop, I'm thinking about Virgil. Virgil's in my dreams. Good. He, he's 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 huge. I mean, he seems he, he just comes every episode. It's like, yeah. Hey, sorry for what that thing. I do think that he comes up to everyone, especially. I mean, I'll, 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 wait, I'll wait. We'll talk about him in a bit. He doesn't. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. So, um, we don't know what Michael is thinking when he says she's not here anymore. We're, we don't know if he's thinking that she's departed or that she died or she was kidnapped or whatever. Or she's literally just not here anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> she's in the next. She, I don't know. Yeah. She. <laughs> she had to. She had to go to Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> so but we don't know what he's thinking when he says that uh, she's not here anymore she's not home i don't see her yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly but you know it, but it, it's enough to prompt him to tell jill that she wouldn't she would think he's crazy yeah because she doesn't believe in god so whatever he thinks happened to Evie, he thinks it has something to do with his faith. Yeah. So. And I, I have no clue what that is. But. No, yeah, I don't either. <laughs> uh, I but. do think it has something to do with departing, though, he thinks. Obviously, by the end of the episode. I think that's the implication. Yep. But, and, you know, maybe, maybe they're trying to trick us there by what he's doing there, but. Yeah. Yeah. So back at the... Oh, well, what does he say to Lily? He says something like, uh, I think I just 
scared your sister or something. Oh yeah, it says that's, yeah, it's something like that. Like, I freaked out your sister. Yeah. Yeah. But she doesn't seem as freaked out as he thinks. Yeah. Because very it, awkward though. I'm, I'm it, like definitely awkward. I'm very I like I watched their scenes and I'm in straight pain, Mister Sal. <laughs> like, have you ever seen like a bad social interaction in real life? I, I'm I teach high school juniors and seniors. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I've I've had my own bad. I, I sometimes I think back, I'm like, oh, Kurt, that was terrible. Right? But <laughs> I also, you know, if you see, it's like watching a car wreck, or I don't know, like I can't think of it now, but you can't look away. Yep. Twice to say, you know, <laughs> terrible. Yeah, the, these interactions are really, it's like, th- they seem like they're kind of into each other, but they're just so awkward around each other. <laughs> so awkward. Yeah. I hate it and I love it at the same time. I want to like look away, but I can't look. Away. I know. I know. Very I, well done, I guess. Yep. I'll give credit for that. Uh, I, anyway, yeah. well, I, I like all these interactions better than any interaction she had with any other teenager other than Amy back in Maple. Nah, the twins were not a bad show. That's that they, they were for the twins. They they had entertainment value for sure. Remember when they were wearing Nora's body armor? <laughs> uh okay back at battle the... ready armor yes that reference in there okay you won't know that reference i, I doubt anyone you do i don't oh okay well uh back at the search party uh when john finds out there's a palm print i mean that's the end of it like he, he's done searching <laughs> the wheels are turning as soon as he hears the, the word the words palm, palm. yeah he's like mm. He's like, wait a minute, palm print? <laughs> palm. I know only one man that does palm prints. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather human would leave a fingerprint, but this man a palm print? No, no, no. Yeah. And people start frantically breaking through the, the barriers to start filling their containers with water. The rangers try to stop them, but Erica says, no, it's okay, let them through. It's just water. Now, the only reason I can think of for her saying this is that she has recognized what John has recognized. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the case is closed. This is on Isaac. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that Erica knew, but you saying it like that, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's any reason why she would let them in otherwise. So, yeah. and Erica is to John, what Nora is to Kevin. Mm-hmm. I mean, Nora accepts Kevin having kidnapped and facilitated the suicide of someone. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and hiding the body. <laughs> Erica accepts John for having burned down a man's house. You know, the, and constantly strong-arming people. I guess. Yeah, exactly. Like, and he's been to prison for attempted murder. Yeah. Didn't so hard enough. The, the the term that I've heard used to describe these two are the rider dies. <laughs> they, they are they are uh, Nora is Kevin's rider die and Erica is John's rider die like for sure. Warts and all doesn't matter. They are going to do what it takes to make sure that their husband or their I guess men are uh, are. Was that, was that was that a slight spoiler? Do I now know they get married? I don't know. I'm joking. 
I, I always forget they're not married. So. I know it's it's hard it's it's hard to remember that they're not married actually, but they but seem anyway. like a family. So it's like, huh? Yeah. Well, John's ready to be done now that he's <laughs> ready to pin this on Isaac. Kevin's ready to be done, but Nora's having none of it. <laughs> I know. I love it's like, oh well, give it my all. Look for the phone. No. What else can you do? Yeah, she, she, seriously. What more can you do? She's like, I'll tell you what you can do. Take this flashlight and keep going. And keep looking. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But Kevin is a little worried. He's that she's upset with him. It's like, we okay? Yeah, we're okay. And they exchange "I love yous." But I think it's important for us at this point to remember, from Kevin's perspective, that he has no idea what Nora went through while he was at the bottom of that lake. Oh yeah. He does not know the, the heartache. Yeah. And the... He's not making the connection that she thought he departed and then showed back up at the door. Mm-hmm. So when he says, are we okay? Like he truly is oblivious. He has no idea that she, that she was so upset. So Nora leaves and goes to the liquor store. Mm-hmm. She's buying some bourbon and cigarettes. I, I, I oh, assume... well, yeah, fin- finish, finish. Yeah, finish this thing. <laughs> I have a lot to say on <laughs> She runs into the Christmas trailer guy uh, who pays for her stuff because she forgot her wallet in the car uh, or at home. And we find out his name is Virgil. And he says to her, I'm so sorry for your loss. Now, he, I, I, I know that you said, uh, does he just go up to everybody and say stuff like this? But to Kevin, he said, I can help you with your problem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, listen, listen, right? Because the way the shop owner's like, "Ah, oh, come on, Virgil, right? Yeah. If you, if you give a man, like, there's so many people, and people come in and out of Miracle. If you just come to every person that comes in, or just a lot of people, and you just say, like, you have, like, five generic lines. Right? Yeah. You just say them. You're going to get hits pretty oh, yeah. often, right? And so yeah. I could definitely believe by happen chance he gave his one line, I can help you with your problem. I bet if you said that to a lot of people, they'd be like, oh, he knows about my problem. Because I feel like a lot of people have problems. Yep. You go up to people, sorry for your loss. Huh. I have lost something important to me, right? Like, yep. this is not, especially, no offense, especially someone buying, like, a carton of cigarettes. I guess that's not super uncommon to buy, but, you know, if you had to wager your bet for I can help you with your problem, or sorry yep. for your loss, you go, hmm, maybe you lost something. But no, nah, no. Nah. Also, my my other complaint was, guess I guess I'm thinking of the state we live in in New York, where yeah. cigarettes are very expensive, especially for a whole. She got a whole carton of cigarettes. Yeah. Or they were Marlboro. I saw the brand Marlboro. They are very expensive. They're <laughs> more than ten bucks. Like that, the whole pack of that is gonna set you back like over a hundred dollars plus. Really? For, yes, dude. Oh, yeah, wow. you don't get like that much of a bulk discount, dude. They're very expensive. It's like eleven bucks more than eleven bucks for just a single pack. So it's wow. So I was like looking at that, and this, I'm like, this guy's just gonna cover her tab <laughs> like that. Granted, what's Miracles in what Texas? Yes, and it's also 2014, so things are a bit cheaper. But still, what a what a guy! <laughs> like, he <laughs> he is at least covered. Uh, what there's like t- at least ten, maybe twelve cigarettes in a box. We'll say ten. I don't know how much cigarettes are in Texas, but. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they're still, they're not like, we'll say what, like three bucks maybe each. I think that's still really low, but he's, he's at least covering more than 30, 40 bucks. Like that is a, that is a hefty amount to cover for just a stranger. I'd say. Sure. 
That's true. So does that make you more likely or less likely yeah, so, to believe him? So here's why I think I believe him. And it's okay. because I wonder if he covers for her because he knows of his, her loss. I wrote that. I was like, is that why he is covering for her? Because he, you know, Virgil and whatever being it is, looks at a... No, it's like, oh, this, this lady has lost her entire her entire previous family. Mm-hmm. The departure. Sorry for your loss. Yeah, maybe I can make it up to you. I'll pay your tab, right? Mm-hmm. So that actually makes me think Virgil is the real deal. Whatever he is. Yeah. So. Okay. That is all. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, I'm very interested to see Virgil. I'm, I'm, I, I wonder how he goes. I wonder how him, like, Mike's connection with Virgil. I just know Mike. Yeah. Look out to him. He probably is aware that John would hate Virgil's, but maybe John already does. I wonder. Why do you think John would hate Virgil? Because he's got that you know holy man vibe of you know I see things or not just I I know things right in yeah. the same way Isaac read people's palms and he could see and know things Virgil has that kind of aura about him of ah oh, you have this pain ah oh, you have this problem yeah for sure oh yeah I don't think John's about that <laughs> I, I think you're absolutely right and Virgil probably doesn't want his Christmas tree place burning down <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So, all right. So that's that's what we get in that scene. Anything else you want to say about that scene? No, no. Okay. So back at the lake, I'm just gonna call it a lake because I don't know what it is. That's fine. Yeah, the water hole river. <laughs> I'll keep naming through things. No. <laughs> Go on. So back at the lake, Kevin is is searching. It's dark now. Everyone's gone. It seems, and but Patty is right there with him. And she, she says, I can tell you right where your phone is and what happened to the girls. He just needs to ask. It seems as though he still hasn't spoken to Patty yet. Mm-hmm. So we can't say that he's talking to things or talking to people who aren't there because he hasn't yet. But Patty wants to know why he didn't tell Nora about the cinder block. Yeah, I was wondering that too prior to this, and yeah, I'm happy Patty brought it up. Yeah, but we've talked about it. We've talked yeah. about why it's, it's important that he doesn't tell. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just, yeah, it came up. The the idea came up. When, when it comes from Patty, it's about goading him, right? Yeah, it's not just curiosity. It's I'm goading you into because I want you to realize that your life sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, especially since he won't talk to me. But I she, did love Patty in this episode. Oh, she's so good, isn't she? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, great. Uh, really, like... Like the other episode we saw her in, she was pretty good. I yeah. wouldn't say, like, amazing, but this one. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, from Cairo on, it's... Cairo on. It's just the the quality of the episode is directly proportional to the amount of Patty we get in it. Real oh, wow. I mean, not not one of a pot, Patty bottle episode. <laughs> That'd be kind of tough to do now. Oh, certainly. Unless in flashback, maybe. No, no, just Patty's life as like this, whatever being in Kevin's mind. Yeah. Well, we're gonna get plenty of Patty this season, so 
it's 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 such good stuff patty's amazing and she's she plays this hot and cold game with him to and leads him right to the phone which which is his first acknowledgement to patty that he kind of goes along with hot and cold game yes and but then he does like look over and acknowledge patty once he finds the phone yep and then she rickrolls him yeah did you pick up yeah oh yeah i know the song (laughs) that's the rickroll song that that's the Rickroll. That's the Rickroll song. Never gonna give you up. Never... What the second Kevin acknowledges her, she Rickrolls him. Yes. <laughs> but what is she saying? The lyrics she to that song are "Never gonna give you up." Yeah. Never let you go. Never let you down. I guess. Yeah. Never let you down. Yeah. We're gonna uh, desert you. And she and she warns him as he's walking away. Don't get in that car. Yeah, so when she said that, I was thinking of, like, Evie's car. I'm like, okay, I don't think he planned on it. Is he going to? But then, oh. Yeah, but then it's gone, right? Mm-hmm. So, now, I, what I one of the things that I love about Patty is that at any time, she could totally be just a part of his subconscious. His own subconscious. He subconsciously remembers where he lost his phone and leads himself to it. He subconsciously uh, hears the car coming and warns himself not to get in it. Yeah. Right? Um, Or you can take it literally and assume that the actual Patty is actually there in some form. Yeah, some whatever spiritual form it may be. And, And you can at any time make either argument and i love it the leftovers way <laughs> it is and it's it's the size versus faith right and yeah. it, and it is it's so satisfying to think about both and think well how could this be real how could how could patty have possibly led him to the phone if she wasn't real and then you think well because he doesn't have any memory of what happened between the time he fell asleep and the time he woke up out of the lake. But he did stuff, and so it's there in his brain somewhere, and maybe he's just finally accessed it. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I I would probably... Hmm. Uh, I'd gander to guess it's just Kevin's own head. Okay. You know? You're down on the science side, right? A bit more on the science side, but and I, and I always come down on the faith side. So, okay. Like I, I always, I'm assuming that Patty is really there in some way, in some capacity. But I'll, I'll see if she does something that really. I'm like, no, there's no way even his brain would tell him that. Even though it's, you say that it's always plausible. So I always, I always say that that I come down on the faith side. But I always try to look for the other side. I always try to look for the, the logical explanation to it. I just find it more satisfying if it if she's actually there. Oh, fair enough, yeah. So, so yeah, so, so that, that's where we are at this point. Uh, John uh, wants to know what Kevin's still doing out there. And Kevin says, oh, I lost my phone, but I found it. Um, and John insists on giving him a ride. Yeah, and so he's like, no. Nah. No, my brain told me not to. Oh, really well, you know, what's interesting is he says, like, oh, no, Nora's coming back for me. Uh, so he said, no, I'll get in. But what it was, it was interesting is Nora never goes back for him. <laughs> I never thought about that. Nora, 
<laughs> Never showed any willingness to go back for him. Yeah, I, I guess maybe we're we... gonna call him because he did yeah. just now find the phones. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm assuming his phone's busted. It's not gonna work now. Oh yeah, fair enough. Cause... He borrows Dad's phone and, and tells her that he's he's got a ride. So I'm I'm kind of interpolating that that's what happened because otherwise I can't explain why Nora never goes back for him. You can walk. I I mean I guess I don't know how far this is. We've never seen anybody walk from the Murphy's house or, or to the watering hole or back because even Evie and the and her friends were always there. Driving. So I don't I don't know how far it is, but yeah. anyway. John, he, Kevin does accept the ride from John, and, and you, you don't really have much choice with John, although Kevin doesn't know this, but he's about to figure it out. But oh, Evie Gift is in the truck, and it, I was, you, you, you and I had talked offline about uh, the gift. Or no, we, this, that was right during this podcast, right? The beginning, right? beginning yeah, the very beginning. So... Is this, is this what triggered your memory of the gift? No, I from right when I started watching the episode, mm-hmm. uh, when I saw them going out to get Evie, I was like, oh, where's Evie's gift? Like, what about Evie's gift? Can I see that this episode? Can <laughs> can open it? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, not going to open it this episode. Oh. He, he will eventually open that gift. I'm hoping, oh, if he never opened it, I'd be, you better do something good with it then. But, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for the gift. But the gift is in the truck, and he starts drinking while he's driving. Yeah, I thought you didn't drink. Even that's what Kevin says. I thought yeah. you didn't drink. My, my daughter is missing. Is that his response? Yeah. Yeah. My daughter is missing. Yeah. Yeah. So now he drinks and drives. Yes, yeah, so now he drinks and drives. And, and really, what I like about that. I mean, I don't like anything about people drinking while driving. Why said words there, Mr. Sal? There you go. What's that? Why said words? Yes. So I don't like anything about people drinking while driving. But what's interesting about it here is it kind of clues us in that this guy has this cloak of immunity and he knows it. Yeah, because I was going to go on about, so they drive past where they live. Comes like, wait, yep. we, we live there. Which I love that saying of we live there because you said that I was like, wait, they don't oh yeah, the neighbors. <laughs> like, yeah, they do live there. Um yeah. and John just kinda says nothing. But they get to that border, right? Like that bridge border. Yeah. And I was immediately like, John, you know, he has alcohol on his breath. It's not like a it's pretty easy to smell when someone's been drinking. You know, it's oh, not yeah. like a especially like a beer, like you can smell that. Oh yeah. And the cop goes right up and I'll like, oh, watch out. <laughs> watch oh, out, John. Yeah. Yeah. It's again pretty, you know, pretty angry out there. Like, what? Yeah, and, John, because everybody's terrified of him. No, no, no. And what got me more is Kevin drives back, but they get back into Miracle. How do they get back into Miracle? Well, John's in the car bleeding out. Exactly, but like, the cops on the border are like, oh, okay. Just. Okay, John. <laughs> to just let him in? I think so. I think I think now <laughs> concerned, he gets what he wants, he gets what he needs. I kind of wish I could see that scene because I, I want to see that. Yeah, that's that's a good point. It would be nice to see that scene. Yeah, it'd be nice to see that because then I'll really go. Oh yeah, I guess John really does have sway. Because others, I'm like, did they sneak back in? No, I don't think so. Did, did they like hide John? Does John have that much sway? That's a lot of sway. 
I'd, like, I'd like to see it to believe that's the way. Well, I guess I'll just go with that. That Anyway, we'll get to that eventually, yeah. I think they have definitely modeled it, although that would be like a, a supermodel. Yeah, but, fair enough, yeah. Anyway, um, so John, on, the, on this drive, we get a lot of insight into his character and what he, what he thinks about the place where he lives. And he, he criticizes the campers that are waiting for weeks to get in for 10 hours is what he says. Mm-hmm. Why to buy a t-shirt? Uh, Kevin says, I think they're looking for more than a t-shirt. And John wants to know, well, what are you looking for? Kevin tells him a fresh start, but John is not buying it. <laughs> no, no, no. You're yeah. looking for this. Yeah. He Big says, salesman. <laughs> yeah. You were looking to feel safe. And, he's, and this is this is the core of John Murphy. It's no safer here than anywhere else. There are no miracles in miracle. Yeah, I, I also have that quote down. Yeah, that is the core of John Murphy. Uh, there are no miracles in miracle. That's why Isaac has to be fake, and since he's fake, we're burning his house down. That's why Michael doesn't want him to know that he's going to visit Virgil. Very unreasonable, by the way. Burning someone's house down. Yeah, it's imagine living in a town with this man, just famous for he'll come after you. He will strong arm you. Oh yeah, you know it's why the pastor and the church cuts Matt's cuts Matt off before he can tell him the story about Matt about Mary waking up, which we'll get to later. Mm -hmm. So, so this is this is core. This is John's core. So, uh, while on their way out, though, a fire truck, I don't know if you caught that it was a fire truck, not a police truck, a car. The fire truck blows past them and blocks them so they can't get out. Uh, John gets out, though, to basically scream his way out of it and starts ranting about the palm print and Isaac. And basically, <laughs> Patty tells... Kevin looks like you framed somebody yeah. <laughs> without him even knowing it. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's in a way, it's kind of convenient for Kevin because it kind of gets him off the hook. Oh, certainly. But at the same time, oh, that comes a bad guy to that degree. <laughs> yeah, he becomes a bad guy exactly. So, and by the way, the whole time, Kevin could tell him, "It's my palm print." But I think, yeah, I mean, you could tell him that, but you see the way he acts, and it's like, eh, I think he'd listen to reason. It's terrifying. He he knows he's picking up on what John Murphy is and the power that he has in this town, and he knows that he's damned if he tells him that it's his palm print. But he also now knows that somebody else is going to take the fall for this. He's also like he's too far in now, right? Yeah, like, like it was daytime. And Murphy heard about the bomb print and he knows Kevin was around because they were just talking. But like, it took him, well, like maybe 12 hours. It took him this long to finally fess up. Like, I don't know. Yeah. He like, was, he's, he's, he's too deep in now. He has to commit. Yes. Yes. Because the Rangers said we found a palm print and Kevin could have just said, oh, yeah, that's mine. Yeah. I was here. <laughs> I was here last night. Yep. Exactly. But he didn't. And so now he's in it. And Isaac's going to pay the price. So Kevin's got to live with that now. I mean, I don't know if Isaac really pays much of a price. To, oh, we'll see. Maybe later. That's <laughs> okay. true. 
That's true. He, he, not, not much happens to him here. Uh, so they're at Isaac's motel, John and Kevin are. Uh, and John pulls a baseball bat out. And he tells Kevin about the palm, Isaac's palm reading. And he tells Kevin, everybody's so honest, he tells Kevin that he burned his house down. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if the fact that he doesn't usually drink means that this one beer has him loosened up. Well, I, don't know, I don't know how many beers he's drank. Maybe he's had more than fair, one. Fair point, yeah. But he does tell Kevin, he just comes out and tells him I burned his house down, which is pretty amazing. Well, but... Uh, Kevin wants to know why he brought him here. And he gets pretty aggressive with John. You know, what do yeah. you bring me here for? And when John kind of fills him in, he says, well, let, let me talk to him. I was a cop. And so why, why does John bring Kevin here? <clears throat> hmm. I never really like thought about it all that much. Why? Why Kevin? Trying to test his metal or something? May, uh, that could very well be. It's not a John thing to do. That's, that's about it. Test his metal. Maybe suspects him in some capacity. I don't, uh, so. I don't think he suspects him in any capacity right yeah. now because uh, he. he... It's, I I just don't know why he brought Kevin. Test his no. metal. He need, he knows he needs a getaway driver if things go south. Well, I think or... that's. I think more than anything, he needs some kind of backup. And he doesn't think that he, I mean, clearly he was right about this, if, if this is what he was thinking, that his buddies at the fire department are going to help him with this. Okay. Uh, and they tried to stop him. Yeah. You know? and, and Kevin points it out. You know, they, they, they think you're out of your mind, and you are. <laughs> you're, you're not in your right mind right now. So, you know, this is the situation he's in, but as soon as Kevin tells him that he was a cop, John's whole demeanor changes. Yeah. Oh, I was so ready for cop Kevin. Everyone's like, "Oh, cop Kevin coming back. He's gonna reason with Isaac. Or he's gonna like interrogate Isaac, but yep. he knows Isaac's innocent, so he's gonna do it in a way that helps show that he's innocent. That way, John knows that he's innocent. Oh, it's gonna be great." Mm-hmm. Doesn't get that opportunity. Well, 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 yeah, well, he goes to do that. I love Patty's like oh, story yeah. about her husband and her affair and all this stuff. And yeah, John sends him to the wrong room <laughs> intentionally. I love that. So he opens the door. The lady's like, Isaac, who? Who's Isaac? And then <laughs> you just see John railing another door. Yep. Perfect. Complete yep. timing right there. Uh, yeah, so on the way to this door, this is when Patty divulges all this information about her husband and why that why her marriage ended. And she tells him uh, about finding her ex-husband, Neil, uh, following him to a hotel just like this. And then she finds, finds him, and when she busts in on him, there's a, a <laughs> poop, yeah. pooping on his chest. Never told me to do that. 17, <laughs> 19 years, whatever. Oh, that's important. Never asked me once. <laughs> you never asked me once. But this explains, I th- I think, did you, did you catch this? This explains the doggy bag. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. Yeah. So that means that this... Hmm, so see, like this right here, I've immediately jumped on the spiritual bandwagon because there's no way Kevin 
Exactly. Unless Lori did tell him. He never and, actually. And she makes it a point to ask him, did Lori ever tell uh, you? <laughs> this guy. I've always wondered about that doctor patient con- uh, confidentiality stuff. Uh, I, I mean, right. they are very good. I, I, I still was like, holy crap, this is, it has to be spiritual. There's no way you can know. Yeah. I'm like, wait. Yeah, you could have known. I don't know how, I don't know how close, I don't know if she was like the guilty remnant before she was in the guilty remnant. She kept a good closed mouth shot. Or she was blabbing. I mean, yeah, I mean, this is the thing is, is, is we don't know. But if you want, if you choose to accept that she told him about that, Lori told him about this. Then you are basically indicting Lori on a breach of doctor-patient confidentiality. Well, happily, <laughs> I'm not too worried about that. Okay, but I yeah. don't. I I'm more on the spiritual side because I don't think Lori did. Right. I I don't either. And I I again. I wonder how many doctors and therapists do though. Their spouse. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Interesting. I, I mean, I I would guess that it's probably pretty prevalent for them to talk uh, about what they hear without using any names. Oh, yeah. But but I, I have no idea. No, well, Laura coming home like, ha, oh, you wouldn't believe it, Kevin. Patty came today. Patty, that one? Yeah, <laughs> Patty came in. You wouldn't believe it. Her and, husband? It just goes off. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if there's anything like that. Oh, I mean, certainly there is. The world's a big place, but I wonder how common that is. Yeah, I, I bet it's not uncommon. But I think it's more the show is more satisfying for me if I view this as spiritual, but still look for the ways in which they cast doubt. That's so, that's so clever. That is so clever, though. I love it. That's great. Yeah. So, uh, John obviously sent Kevin to the wrong room and Kevin knows this when obviously the woman doesn't know who Isaac is, but he uh, hears John trying to bash down the door to get into Isaac's room. Isaac shoots at him and hits him. Kevin gets over there, breaks it up. Evie's not there. John's been shot. And Isaac says, whatever you're looking for, it ain't here. And as John, John is pretty much gone at this point and Isaac's talking to Kevin and he says, there's nothing more dangerous than a man who don't believe in nothing. Now, when I first heard that, I thought maybe he was talking about himself. That he has lost his belief in everything. And so he's a dangerous man and that's why he shot John. But I don't think that anymore. I think I think he's talking about John. Yeah, that's what I thought too. That's a different way of looking at it, though. But yeah, because John does not believe in yeah, literally any... no miracles, nothing. This yep. is just a normal. There are no miracles in miracle. Yep. So Kevin wants to take John to the hospital, but he he refuses and so, and makes him drive to uh, to Erica's instead. He makes him call Erica to tell him that. He's coming. So yeah, I've been shot. Yep. Huh. I've been shot. <laughs> and this is like it's just a thing that happens. Erica later is just gonna show up and just pull the bullet out. Ride but, or die. Yeah, ride or die, exactly. Uh, speaking of ride or die, back with Nora. 
she's finally home with the booze and the cigarettes. How irresponsible. <laughs> I know. Poor Jill. Jill just gets left with the baby. I yeah. know. Jill's like a glorified babysitter. No friends. He just gets to sit here. And then, yeah. Watch the baby. I gotta go. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, but Nora, we find out that Jill is 17. I know yeah. we had talked last season about how old Jill was and she must have been about 16 or 17 in that season because she's 17 now. Mm-hmm. So, Makes sense. Yep. And it's close enough. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, exactly. Norris is close enough and shares the, the bourbon with her. Uh, and she asks Jill why she thinks Kevin sleepwalks. And Jill th- thinks it's, you know, stress over what happened in Mapleton you know, the fires burnt down the guilty remnant cul-de-sac, you know, everything with, I don't know if she's thinking Patty at that point, uh, but certainly there's enough trauma there in his past that stress could definitely be a factor here. Uh, and she, she uses the line, wherever you go, there you are. Because Nora thought that by moving to Miracle, they could leave Mapleton behind. But Jill reminds her, wherever you go, there you are. Oh, let's say wherever you go, there you are. Yep. Uh, And she informs Nora that Michael thinks that Evie departed. Hmm. Now, I don't know if I, well, I I do know actually. (laughs) So do you. You know, Nora takes a very confident attitude here that is a complete facade. Yeah, it's like the same thing in last season with the Jill looking for the gun because she had to make sure Nora didn't have the gun. Yes. So Nora has to ref- refuse to believe that this is true because otherwise her whole like, premise of life is like battered. It's true. It's true. So Nora is uh, just vehemently opposed to the idea that there was a second departure they said they didn't depart and then she tells i do i I do love i do love the citation of how she knows she's right oh this is so good isn't it oh it is i remember like i love these little tidbits of information i i brought this up right about someone i know i thought about this of what if someone like ran away yeah i did okay so i did bring it up on the show you did yeah you did yep yeah she used to work for the uh before she was in claims, she used to, or before she was doing these interviews for the Department of Departures, she used to work in fraudulent claims, focusing on secondary departures. And she tells the story of this husband who went to Puerto Rico, uh, who just basically took off on his wife because he was able to make her believe that he was a secondary departure. Yeah. And she says he had the greatest scapegoat in the history of civilization. And the, the departure was a one-time event. She, she is selling this hard, but who is she selling it to? Yeah, Jill we, we, we know she's worried about another departure. That's oh, why yeah. she came to Miracle. So. Exactly. She definitely has doubts. And if we, if we doubted her doubts, the next scene should answer that question. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, her, her next scene, I should say. So oh, yeah. um, Kevin and John arrive at <laughs> Erica's practice. Uh, she pulls him in. She's got him on the bed. John does not want to be knocked out. 
you know, just give me something for the pain. Don't knock me out. <laughs> she, she injects him with something. John, I love John so much. He looks over at Kevin. She knocked me out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But I, I, but I, I, Erica is the only person who could get away with this with John. Yeah. Like there, there is no one else. So it's, it's, it's just cool. Oh, it's funny. It's good. Yeah, yeah. Nora's back uh, at the house and asks Jill to, to babysit Lily while she goes to church. She says, "Is it is this Jill's role for the season? She's the glorified babysitter that people come home to to talk to." Yeah, like, <laughs> yes, Nora. I, I, Nora, am here at home guarding Lily. <laughs> yep. <laughs> then, then, okay goodbye guys i'll just stay here and not make any friends or anything okay bye then, I will oh it. welcome back kevin i've been at home <laughs> Dora's here how are you wonderful oh you're gonna leave now okay bye kevin <laughs> yeah jill jill doesn't have a ton to do this season <laughs> it looks like a uh you know well, she's... I mean, she, she gonna talk to the neighbor boy i guess but right exactly uh, and i guess I guess we have to remember this is their what third night in town. Oh yeah, it's listen. This is perfectly acceptable. So if I'm yeah. making, I'm, I'm I'm overblowing it. It it's fine. Right, but but you're right. <laughs> so yeah, it's anyway. really funny to think about. She's just a glorified babysitter right now. Yeah, exactly. All but name. Yep, exactly. So uh, Nora is going to church. She's going to see her brother Matt. And she lights into him pretty good. Like it's, she, you, I came here. We came here because you said it was safe. Because you said we was, would be safe here. And she asks him outright, "Is this place real? Mm-hmm. You said we would feel safe here." Well, Matt at this point tells her, and this is the first time we learn of it, that Mary woke up. First, you learned of it. The first. Nora learned of it? No, you. I mean, I already knew about this. Oh, okay. I'm glad you knew this. Yeah. Anyway, onward. Okay. <laughs> I have to take you off tempo, Mr. Style, sometimes. Go on. Oh, okay. Good idea. <laughs> to knock you off. So Matt divulges the fact that Mary woke up the first night that they, they, were, they were there. He says they talked for hours, they cried, they fell asleep in each other's arms, and when she, when she woke up, she was like this again. See, I love this so much because you don't know if it's real or not because I know. it's only one witness account. As, yep. I, and listen, I don't think Matt's willfully lying. Okay. No, absolutely not. No, he but, believed it. But he could have dreamed it. Yeah, yep. how how is he to know? Yep, he believes. I've, it. I've had dreams where I, I have a dream and I like it takes me a few minutes after I wake up. I'm like, wait a second, that didn't happen. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he but he believes it. A hundred percent, no holding back. You know, and he said, and he tells her so earnestly, so sincerely, it's real. Yeah, it was they a glimpse, a moment. He knows it was yeah. real. Yeah, and they hug, and, and Nora seems very comforted by this. I do like the idea, though, Matt willfully lying here. Like, he's just straight BSing. <laughs> oh. Just to make I, her feel better. 
I, I, I really don't think it is. I think this. Oh, is... I don't think so either. But I do like the idea of that. I think that'd be pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. This is, but this is, I think, what the pastor was cutting him off from saying. Mm, I didn't think about that. You brought it up earlier in the episode. Yeah, yeah totally. That makes a ton of sense, especially with John. Yep. In the you area, want a lurking shark. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, John, Mister, there are no miracles in miracle. Does not want to hear about this miracle. So did someone yeah. say the M word? Yeah, 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 exactly. So, by the way, the next episode is the Matt episode. Really? What's the title of it? No room at the inn. Oh my God! I actually understand this reference. Yay! Like the baby <laughs> Jesus, right? Like exactly. Yes. There's no room in the inn. Yep. Oh, look at that. Yep. So we get the Matt episode. So this is gonna be gonna be something. Uh, I'm excited for the Matt episode, though. You said it's not as good as the first season Matt episode. Um, I think it's just not as complex as the first season. It's more tied into the story, though. Yeah, okay, we'll see that. So, so I think okay. that there's a lot to really like about it. I, I love this Matt episode actually. So, okay. all right. So Jill uh, is is home with with Lily. And she finds the wrench, a wrench that Michael left and goes to return it uh, without those pliers. What? Those pliers. Okay. I call those nose pliers. Are are they called wrenches? I think that's a wrench. That was a nose plier. Do you know what Uh, nose pliers? I, I know what needle nose pliers are. I gotta look up nose pliers and see if my whole life's meaning is a lie. Someone lied to me. Yeah. I'm sorry. I need to, I need to self validate myself because I've been calling that tool a nose plier for eons. That is not a nose plier. <laughs> Crap. Yeah, because you said needle. No, those are needle nose pliers. Okay, go. I'm I'm very <laughs> sad right now. Oh no. So I've called. Oh, there's there's the one I think I called the nose pliers. parrot nose pliers. Hmm. Huh. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. But I've always just called them nose pliers. I think that's fine. I'm very upset now. Yeah, look, they've come up parent nose pliers. Oh my gosh. I know, my, my, my world's been shaken up. Anyway. Okay, so, so when Jill's over at Michael's house, she asks about the orange sticker that's on their house and the Murphy's house. I, I got up straight when I heard orange. I'm like, orange sticker. <laughs> I'm like and a it, dog when you tell him he can go for a walk. I was like, oh. <laughs> orange sticker, orange <laughs> sticker. <laughs> so it's like orange sticker. And Michael tells her that the stickers are to verify that no one departed from that house. So like, after, go oh, ahead. Go no, no, I would say the exact opposite of Nora's. Exactly. Yes. Oh, so glad. Oh, good job, Kurt. Is <laughs> that really in depth analysis? Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad you remembered that. What, during guests episode six of season one when Nora was at the conference she was supposed to have three orange stickers on her badge Listen, so- I, yeah I'd be shocked if I didn't by how much you stretched or stressed orange stickers to me when we started oh, yeah. the series yeah. you're like orange our, our, our local colors orange that's great because there's orange in the leftovers <laughs> I know exactly and I was like yes that's the color orange isn't that great like no 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 Kurt it's an actual pivotal part it is, it is. And remember the the one guy that she was hanging out with in the hotel called uh, Legacies Oranges. The yes. orange. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So here we have orange stickers representing the complete opposite, like you said. 
they represent that nobody departed from that house because when after the departure when they were making miracle national park uh they had to go through and verify that each house lost no one so uh well, was, Michael, go ahead I'm sorry now i like to imagine there'd be like a big cover-up like a family no one really liked mom and <laughs> we don't want to ruin this cool thing that's happening where only one lady out of these 9260 whatever disappeared yeah we had no mom and then she yeah, she's not around. Like just a big cover up. Whatever it have our baby. Yeah, whatever our kid. Eh, just a big cover up of one person. Anyway, yeah, I don't yeah. think that. Just a fun thought. Yeah, that that is interesting. But when Michael explains this to her, he starts crying, and Jill hugs him. Yeah. And I, I think it makes sense that he this this emotion comes out in him at this point because he's talking about the fact that their house has an orange sticker verifying that nobody departed and now his sister is missing and this verifies to us that when he said she's not here anymore he was thinking she's departed yeah that this was a secondary departure i agree with that that is the same conclusion i came to okay good now you don't but you don't agree with michael no but i don't yeah i disagree with him though okay because you got Michael, and later we got Patty saying this, but you disagree with both of them. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, back in the doctor's office, Erica starts to fill Kevin in on why John does what he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says that after he got out, there were lots of claims that were not true uh, after the departure, and he just wasn't having it. And this seems kind of like a flimsy explanation for burning somebody's house down. I mean, there's a lot of... I think it's hard to give an explanation to burn someone's house down. You're you're right. But I think it's probably a little flimsy for having the life view that he has. There are no miracles in miracle. why, Why couldn't there be? But he... That is just what he believes. And she tells... Kevin, the story about Evie coming two months before Michael. I did not know this could happen. Did you know this could happen? No, I did not know this could happen. The twins could be born months apart? That's crazy. But she says Evie was born one pound, one ounce. And she says she, she says Evie was a miracle. Oh, what's the average? What's the... See, I have no frame of reference. Right. What's your baby supposed to weigh? So, yeah, so... I know it's a fat baby. I remember being told that weighed a lot when I was born. So, uh, like a, a normal baby, a, a really small baby is going to be like five pounds. That's like that's Ooh, okay. That's that's really small. That's small. Okay. okay. An average size baby is probably more like seven pounds, and sometimes you hear about babies being born up to like nine or ten pounds. Okay, so, this this definitely puts in a reference now, how twins. It's immature. normal. With twins, it's normal for them to be much smaller. So, like, when if you have two twins that go full term, which they don't always do, but if you have two twins that go full term, <clears throat> then they're usually somewhere in the neighborhood of, like, four pounds each. Okay, understandable. So this one pound, one ounce is tiny. Yeah. So small. You could, you could like, throw that pretty far. <laughs> you shouldn't throw a baby though I will say that oh, you should not throw a baby that was just, that was just a reference how I tell weight okay or you can throw it 
Yeah, oh man. <clears throat> now we get some dissension here between Erica's worldview and John's worldview. Yeah, I'm shocked that she's with John, this man who is so. I want to know more about their relationship because they seem oh, we're quite going... different, right? Yeah. Like John's willing to like. He's, it, the laws are kind of like a guideline to John, right? Yeah. <laughs> but Erica doesn't seem so loosey goosey with the laws. No, and definitely not. So, but, but she's still just patching him up so he doesn't. Yeah, have to he's just with it. it. They have different viewpoints of this whole miracle situation. Now, maybe she believes that these people are shams when it comes to the whole miracle thing. And I, I, I can believe that. Like, she doesn't believe that they're saying what they're saying and that she thinks a miracle in general can happen, like her. A daughter Evie, right, uh, right. I, so, so I, I still can understand how they're together. It's not like it's a super polarizing viewpoints, but I'm curious. I just want to well, see. I, it, they, they're pretty opposite because the the last thing that she says here is she is exceptional, just like this town. That is true, Nancy. Did another <laughs> quote? We've got Erica saying that this town is exceptional. We've got John saying there are no miracles in miracle. And I also want to remind you that in episode one erica went for a run and dug up a box from the ground with a live bird. oh yeah i forgot about that i'm sorry yeah. you're riding with the bird yeah so uh, erica's view of miracle is quite different from john's and uh, we we can never forget that so and she says things are going to change now because how could they not if there in fact is a, de a secondary departure that happened in miracle like everything changes for this town oh yeah definitely yeah oh uh, that you know it's gonna change that's gonna suck the most that real estate value is gonna plummet oh i don't i thought about that I yeah, like, <laughs> oh my god nora <laughs> nora you really made a bad decision if you if you held out for just a few more days <laughs> Three million dollars on like a thirty thousand dollar house. You could have saved so much money. Oh my god! You could have became the next big thing, the real estate tycoon. Oh my god! Oh, now I really hope they didn't depart for for just that. I I know a home. You're not supposed to think of like in in financial terms. You're not supposed to think of it as like an asset. Right. More of like a, a loss, right? You shouldn't think of it as something you make money off of, but rather you just take it as a loss. But I can't help but take that as a loss. If the real estate plummets right afterward. Oh. Huge loss. Huge loss. Huge L. Huge L, Nora. Exactly. So, uh, Kevin. Start calling her Laura. What's that? I'm going to start calling her Laura. Oh, no. <laughs> Sounds a little like Lori. A bit, but. Kevin's ex wife. Anyway. Um, Kevin leaves and is walking home and Patty is just harassing him about she, she says things like what the, she, she likes those Murphys but that, that's true love <laughs> what you've got isn't love it's damage control Patty's just grilling him oh she is brutal just cannot she can't get enough of just ribbing this guy she says, if you love them, you trust them enough to tell them about me. And that's too much for Kevin. That's a bridge too far. Everything else that she said he can take. But when she starts questioning the love of his family, his love for his family, which we know 
was that was his character in season one. That's what he was trying to accomplish in season one was getting his family back. And he has this new family and there's the, there's genuine love in this family. So when she says this, that's too much. And this is when he finally acknowledges her. Shut the F up is the first thing that he says to her. Oh, man. You're not- I would love it if Kevin just said that and then just didn't acknowledge her anymore. <laughs> yeah yeah so pretty good though i'm still happy with this he he continues though he says you're not here and i love my family and he's just lighting into her here just out in the middle of the street yeah oh i I do like the ending of this scene oh oh, me too oh my god so but the last thing he says in this in the sequence is i love my family to which patty replies then why did you try to kill yourself and she explains the idea that there are two types of people who try to who uh, attempt suicide. There are those people who genuinely want to die. Uh, I'm sorry. There are those people who uh, try to kill themselves for attention, and then there are those people who genuinely want to die, like you and me. Actually, I think she says like me and you. So <laughs> she's she's drawing a through line between herself and Kevin. Now that's got to be. Hard, a tough pill for Kevin to swallow. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Kevin did not take it very well. And then he says, you know, he doesn't want to kill himself. Yeah. No how the unconscious Kevin feels. Subconscious, I mean. Exactly. We don't know. Yep. And she, she says, you did not hesitate. If not for an act of divine intervention, you'd be gone. <laughs> also, right here in my notes, right around, like, the, right after Kevin said, he does not want to kill himself. I wrote down, is Patty ever going to give up the girl's whereabouts? Because I was like, isn't that part of the, the deal? Like, <laughs> he's, he's like, and then literally right after I wrote that down, she's like, and they're not even going to ask. Come up. I'll <laughs> just tell it to you. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's awesome. I do love this line that she says, though, too, when he says, I don't want to kill myself. Uh, she, she goes, well, you're certainly entitled to your opinion. Oh, yeah. I'm just glad we finally talked about it. <laughs> yeah, it gives a little smug smile. <laughs> but it is interesting to see Kevin, Kevin's demeanor toward her change quite a lot from the beginning when he just says, shut the F up, to now he's he's actually conversing with her. Well, I think because he got hit by that, that big pill to swallow of, like, mm-hmm. at least Patty telling him, no, yeah, you were legitimately trying to kill yourself, like, not yeah. about it because you know kevin could have maybe tried explaining it away or something else but yeah he's like nope straight up no hesitation you're all in yeah yeah and you like 99 times out of 100 you would be dead but yeah just this, this thing happened an intervention she calls it but this, and then she does tell him she volunteers information about the girls like since you're not gonna ask i'll just tell you and she tells him that they vanished. They departed. And then Rick rolls him. And then Rick rolls him again. I love it. I love the Rick rolls in this episode. So good. So, the last thing we get in this scene, which is like, oh, it's such a great zinger. I love this so much from Pillar Man, <laughs> who has observed this whole thing, shouts down, Who's your friend? <laughs> And we're left to wonder, oh my god, because the immediate reaction is, oh, Pillar Man saw her. She's real. Nah. I didn't think that. No, that wasn't your initial reaction? No, my initial thought was just, 
you know, this pillar man has just seen this guy tirade with himself for like the last few minutes. And then he's just like, huh. Right, so you know who's your friend? It's a sarcastic who's your friend? Yeah. Or maybe he thinks he's some sort of Bluetooth on, but yeah, definitely more sarcastic, I think. Or maybe not a sarcastic pillar man. I feel like it's quite a spiritual guy himself. Maybe he understands Kevin is seeing someone. Mm-hmm. So now, could... not even be sarcastic. Just I don't think I just don't think Pillar Man sees Patty. Okay, yeah, that's possible. Uh, I, I don't. Think I, you... I'm, I'm, I'm not saying um, any less scientific or spiritual on Patty. Just I don't. Right. I don't think he sees. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. All right, one more scene here, and but so Kevin returns home, and as he walks in the door, I. I adore the song that's playing when he walks in. Oh um, yeah, I, I don't even know the song goes. But I was like, oh, it's a good song. <laughs> yeah. So this is it's one of the things the leftovers does really well. They they use music that is popular music, but they use a different version of it that you don't recognize. So this is like the like the most popular song from Greece. Oh, I know Greece. Is it Greece Lightning? <laughs> it's uh i got chills they're multiplying and i'm losing control it's the you're the one that i want oh okay okay, <laughs> okay but but that's not the way it sounds no not at all yeah I've seen it's, way down, it's like haunting and chilling and it's like uh, but the the first uh thing this is such a lively movie <laughs> Oh yeah, I know. Tell the song just alive. But as he walks in the door, there's this haunting. I've got chills. They're multiplying, and, and oh my god, it's so good. And and this song plays over this whole scene. And uh, to to me, this is like this. That song makes this scene. It's it's incredible. It's so scene. yeah, so it's it's really cool. If you if you get a chance to listeners, if you get a chance to to go uh, listen to that song. Uh, uh, Maybe I'll look up or watch Grease. No, Grease is terrible. I yeah, I, actually, I did not like Grease that much either. <laughs> I despise Grease. I've seen it multiple times though. <laughs> oh, it's I don't I don't like it. I don't recommend Grease at all. But I that's a classic. I watch it. Listening to the original version of this song, <laughs> but but the version that's used in the leftovers is just fantastic. It's so good. Um, and I I listen to it all the time because of that. I also recommend a Christmas story. Oh, that's fantastic! Thank you. I'd recommend something to the listeners. So I'm sure a lot of them have seen that though. Anyway, the artist who does this version of "You're the One That I Want" is called Lo Fang. Lo Fang. L O. Lo and Fang F A N G. Okay. If if we remember, maybe we'll link in the show notes. Big oh, asterisk, no. though. <laughs> That'd be cool. Anyway. That'd be nice. If only we could. Kevin comes in the door. He goes upstairs. And Nora rides or dies. Says, I, I, I know you didn't have anything to do with, this, with, with the girls disappearing. But she tells him she can't wake up alone again. So, so she pulls out his old handcuffs from the old, good old Mapleton PD and they handcuff each other together. They hand, she handcuffs herself to him. I know this is like 2014, 15 or whatever. Yeah. So 
Like, online shopping isn't as big, but it's still a thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, you get, like, longer handcuffs with a longer chain. That's that's too annoying. That's sort of a chain. But, can you get them same day? <laughs> that is true. I yeah. hope, I, I always think in a few days, episode time, I better see longer handcuffs, if they're still using those. <laughs> or, if you can't get longer handcuffs, just buy multiple handcuffs and handcuff them together. There you kind go. of like zip ties. There you go. Just go to a sex shop. They have them. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. Except those of you... I... They might be fuzzy, but... <laughs> I was going to say, I'm also pretty sure they have like a... Sa- like, not like a cop handcuff. You can just open them with your hand. Yeah. Like they have a latch on them, I'm pretty sure. Like. Yeah, probably. They're, yeah, they're, like they're not key. But I think you can, you can buy them somewhere. Surely. Yeah, buy sure. Key Absolutely. handcuffs. The cops get them somewhere. Surely you can. But... They have handcuffs, yes. you know, and, and it's. A, I think it's kind. Of, there's something rather than it being this long handcuff thing where they're very comfortable. There's something beautiful about having just this set of handcuffs that that she found that was his from Mableton. That's short, and they're going to be. They're going to have to be very close. And so I think there's something beautiful about that, especially when she says we're in this together, right? So. Oh yeah, it's it's a sweet moment. Yeah. I I, do, I would love if next episode is like. A blaring like the baby's crying. Nora's like gets up like oh the baby's crying. She goes to get up and then just like the sleeping Kevin just like they start acting along right like just gets picked up. He's like uh. That, that uh very... It's just like it's just like it's just like huge annoyance to them. <laughs> yeah, uh, but she asks, "Do you think they're ever gonna find those girls?" Because I don't think so. Oh, so, not the right answer. Uh, not the right answer for Nora. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> and an indicator that he's drinking the Patty Kool-Aid. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He's starting to listen to Patty. Yeah. Maybe taking a page out of his father's book, listening to the voices. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. Oh, man. Or is that what Patty's saying? Are you listening to your voices, Mr. Sal? Mm, maybe. I'm going on a very slippy road here. Are you listening to voices or not? Are, yeah. Do you hear voices? Uh, I, I can neither confirm nor deny that. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, they pan over to Jill's bedroom and she gets up. She she apparently hears something. So she looks out the window and she hears the scraping sound. Oh, this long pan, like. Oh, yeah. And, this, and, and the pan follows, continues right over to the Murphy's house where Michael is scraping the orange sticker. Awesome. Got him. I, I think it's a perfect ending. Like it's, for, a good, it's a good ending. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, th- that whole sequence from the time Kevin walks in the door with all, all being set to this amazing music and right to the end where Michael is scraping this orange sticker off. I'm just, I'm just shocked how quick, like, it's been a day. Yep. Since she's disappeared, and it's just—I don't know. Already peeling. I guess he's confident because of. I wonder. Um, I Virgil. Think, I think a lot of it is because of the way the scene uh, looks. You know, their their car is still running, mm-hmm. locked. The music, they have their phones are in the car. The music is playing on their phones. So I think that's got a lot to do with why everybody's just assuming departure. 
Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess that's about it. The only thing that gets me is, but only three people. Right. Right. I don't know, maybe. But also, why is the water gone? That's also a big thing too. I, I guess I just completely discounted the whole right. lake just disappeared. Yep, which I think probably lends some sort of credence to the idea that... Oh, Mr. Sal. Yeah. They stole the water. <laughs> There's like some Ocean's Eleven, but instead of it... But literally, it's called Lakes Eleven. And they stole the lake water to sell it. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. There you go. I just wonder who like the eight other people are that helped him in this crime. <gasps> the doctor's one of them. He's the brains. Oh my god, Mr. Sal. I've cracked this case wide open. Wow. And there's the other... You guys are about to see... If you guys are watching the last episode later this week, just now, I got another case reference in. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mr. Sal. I, now we've got time fluidity as well. <laughs> See that? And you know what's interesting talking about time fluidity? So next episode, like I said, is the Matt episode. Mm -hmm. And we are going to go back in time. No, oh, everything. So that we can oh, if we see his perspective on Mary's... I mean, they've got it, right? I'll be I'll be shocked if they don't show us. Or show um, Matt yeah, talking with Mary. We're, we're going to see it. Okay. So, we are going to go back in time there. And if, then we'll... he's, if he's drinking at all, I'll be like, hmm. or something. I, 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 I'm, I'm looking with skeptical eyes, I'm going to say. I'm, I'm assuming they're going to give me something to be skeptical about. Yeah. He's going to get hit on the head and be like, oh, Mary, you're talking to me. <laughs> Kurt, I've got... Four more episodes in this season that I ranked 10. Four more episodes. And there There's are more only, than half the... <laughs> there are only six episodes left. That is, yeah, that is a massive chunk of the remaining episodes. That is a majority of episodes of this season. You give a 10. You gave half the season a 10. Yes. Well, that's about where I was in season one as well, but... But I did not feel the same way. I gave none of the episodes in season one of ten. I, know. I gave. I mean, really, but these these tens are better than those tens. I I, I did shockingly <laughs> gave an episode of ten, the second episode of a season. I've never done that. that was... Oh man, I, I, I'm I'm excited to see if we can get any more tens out of you because <laughs> have, you, have my tens become a special thing to you now? Yeah, they definitely have. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the, the show that you brought to the table lost. You haven't given anything a ten yet. Yeah, you know, and and no tens in season one of the leftovers. So that that ten out of matter of geography, which is well deserved, I think, it is pretty exciting for me. But I, I really, I really think that you're going to have more tens this season. Hmm. Like I said, I gotta, you gotta keep your cards close to your chest. Yeah. Don't, don't want to make them too there special. That, that two of them that I gave a 10 to, that you will hate them. <laughs> <laughs> I know the feeling. I know the feeling. Sometimes I see an episode 
lost. I'm like, you know, he'll either like it or he'll really dislike it. Yeah. I, I, I think I think there's a there's a chance on two of them that you're gonna hate them. Uh I, I don't think you will, but there it, there's a chance. I, I don't actually know anybody who hates <laughs> those two episodes, but I but can, I, I'm just a crazy person. I can definitely see why people might hate it, hate them. Well, anyway, on that note, anything else I'm excited. Before we wrap this up, uh, I I've got nothing else to say. Okay, you're sticking with your nine on this one. Yeah, stays at a nine. Rock solid nine. What about you, Mister Sal? I'm gonna stick with the nine too. Okay. So. All right. Well, hey, I'm excited for Matt's episode next week uh, and what follows thereafter. So here we go. Hold on to your hats, folks.